Hello listeners, welcome to this episode of Be Like a Tree. On this episode, we're going to be talking to Sarah Spencer. So Sarah has written the book, Think Like a Tree. I'm going to take a second and let that sink in. Think Like a Tree. If you know me, you know that I saw this book, got excited and grabbed it at the first moment I got. I'm going to read for a moment the back of the book. Sarah says, Nature holds the secret to your happiness, health, and well-being. Now, at last, you can unlock it. We associate trees and woodlands with harmony, health, and vitality. And yet, so often, we struggle to experience these qualities in our own everyday lives. What could we do if we could harness the wisdom of the forest for ourselves? Wow. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you, Kelly. Thanks for having me. So to start off with, could you tell us a little bit about you and what inspired us to, like, write this book? Yeah, well, it's it's kind of part of my life's journey, I suppose. You know, it's, it's I mean, as everybody's life, it, life takes twists and turns, doesn't it? But originally, I started off actually as a uh, a legal representative for refugees and asylum seekers. Um, and that was like a really, really rewarding career um, and taught me a lot about resilience. And, you know, there was there was so much I learned from working with, with refugees and, and asylum seekers. Um, and then in 2010, then I was made redundant. And um, I'd always been really interested in the environment and, you know, kind of trying to make the world a better place, really. And... It, so at that point, I thought what, you know, I had I had a choice to, to make. But I was made redundant with along with the whole of the charity. So 350 of us were made redundant overnight. So it was like a big process of trying to decide what to do. And I returned to my love of the environment um, and we'd bought a small holding. And I discovered something at that point called permaculture, which um is, is a design system which really mainly is used for designing gardens and landscapes. And that's what I used it for originally. And then as time went on, I used it to set up a community woodland social enterprise in, um, in my town here in Melbourne in South Derbyshire. And but but unfortunately, well, I, I live with a lifelong illness and um, in 2015, it sort of re- reared its head in a really big way. And I had a huge health crash for a couple of years where I really couldn't really get out of bed. And I was it, just in a really, really bad way. And it, it the, the illness that I was subsequently diagnosed with really affects like my whole body. But when I was going to... Um, when I was going to see doctors and I must have seen oh, 15 different specialists, all they were interested in was that part of me that, you know, was their specialty. Um, and that that actually was I, I found that the same for some of the holistic practitioners um, that I work with as well, um, that, well, they weren't holistic in the sense that they were just kind of, you know, looking at one, one part of me, really. So I, I, I sort of took all this learning and thought, really, I know that all of these things are linked. It doesn't make sense that I've got all these disparate symptoms, both physically and psychologically. And so I decided to apply the same learning from 
that I'd been using from for designing gardens and this community woodland and, and our land here. And it's these natural principles that are there in nature and they're all around us. Um, they are basically nature's evolutionary secrets to success. And I use them then to design a roadmap back to health. So it took you know, some time. But what I found was because I was concentrating on this idea that everything's connected and that my mind and body were connected and I was connected to the environment that I was living in. So I know that I'm allergic to a lot of different, um, you know, most things, to be honest, I'm allergic to foods and smells and chemicals and stress and the heat and cold and, you know, everything basically. Um, then I was just, I decided that I was just, um, like I said, use these natural principles to see myself as a whole person, design this road back, back to health. And it really worked. And when my body got healthier, then my mind, you know, the, the, because the two are linked, as you very well know in your work, um, then it, it, it made sense that this sort of natural, more natural approach kind of worked. So then um, I people started asking me what you know what have you done and I thought right okay let's use this design process that I'd been I'd learned within permaculture to design a course for people's lives and it's not just uh, for for health it's also for any kind of life change well-being um, relationships work you know you name it because nature has got really uh, lessons for every aspect of our life because we are nature we you know we're part of nature we're living beings just the same as uh, the trees that I compare us with um, and then out of that quite naturally became um, the the book Think Like a Tree the Natural Principles Guide to Life which draws 42 natural principles in six different categories but people can really just work through step by step and think okay so how can how can I then be more like you know more like the nature that I am actually how I evolved to be how I evolved to live so that's kind of the a bit of background about how I how I got to to now Thank you for sharing that with us. And listeners, you can't see me, but I've been sitting here smiling and nodding and trying not to fangirl Sarah too much. Um, and so there's so many parts of this that really speak to me. Um, the first is the idea of this roadmap, right, uh, of thinking about the connection between mind and body, soul and nature and connection and how we are learning from things that have always been here. And you say that quite clearly in your book. So a lot of this is going to sound like proverbs. It's going to sound like ancient wisdom because it is. It's the way that you have put it together that I think is so helpful and drawn from so many forms of wisdom. So that's the first thing in terms of that mind-body connection. And I'm like, yes. And I guess I really felt for you when you said about that real medical model of like having an illness that you're living with daily and not being able to find that a place where you can be thought about in as a whole person. 
Yes, absolutely. And I, I think I think that's very common. And um, there there are so many illnesses as well where our modern life really isn't working for us. So, you know, there's a huge amount of sort of fatigue illnesses where um, you you have maybe a trigger that something, you know, like take long COVID, you know, a trigger that's a virus. But then because of the world that we're living in with so many pressures psychologically and and physically in terms of, you know, the chemicals that we've got now in our bodies from, from microplastics and um, the, the pro, ultra processed foods, for example. Um, and then, of course, the stresses and strains of work and worry about money and, and you know, that, that so many people people are, are in at the moment and um, then the you know we live we're living in such unnatural times um that it we have to take an active design process to something that would have in ancient times become be natural so it's kind of ironic really but on the one hand I'm saying we should be like more more like a tree um, that you know they're the most natural go with the flow do what they're supposed to do beings really that we've got on this planet and then on the other hand I'm saying no you need to get with the program you need to design your life it's like what well, where do those two meet and the and the, the reason that I'm, I'm saying that is because unfortunately now we can no longer just go with the flow you know, live our lives and expect everything just to happen naturally. Um, we we have to make a conscious decision to step outside of some of the um, some of the systems that are being imposed on us. You know, those systems that are really stress inducing. Maybe you know, like the the the, the work stresses that are just unbearable maybe you know maybe we've got to step outside that or have those difficult conversations with our workplace or uh, step away from these chemicals that we have everywhere in our homes you know get rid of those and also actively put in place those psychological um, tools uh, whether that be mindfulness meditation or connecting with nature, so there's a like there's a whole framework of things that we can and of tools that we can bring into this design process, but unfortunately, it's just not something that is going to happen naturally anymore. I mean, do you do you agree with that, Kelly, as a psychologist? Fully and completely, it, it's something that really struck me just now in what you said. It's that we're taking an active step towards something that is actually intuitive wisdom and knowledge. And it's that balance of kind of knowing yourself and being and going back to how we used to be in a way. Mm. And it, it's something about that. I always find this with, uh, I work a lot with people who've experienced trauma, right? And so even though this really bad thing has happened to them and it's awful, they have to take an active step to be able to get back to that place of personhood that they were to continue their life. And mm. it's it's hard because it they shouldn't have to. It's not fair for everyday people. We shouldn't have to take these active steps because a lot of the stresses that were under, a lot of the chemicals that we're ingesting actually we're not aware about it or it's, it's beyond our control or we're stuck in a system of consumerism where we have to do it, right? But 
we do have to make an active choice to take our life back and to think about how we're going to create what I call spaces or pockets of time to to be able to to be okay and to be in nature. Yeah, absolutely. And I and I think um, there's there's kind of three three um, stages, I suppose, on the journey that we we encourage people on within Think Like a Tree. And the first is to deeply connect with nature. So just purely being in nature will give you some some benefits. Um, The second is is learning from nature. And the third is actually taking action. So we've talked about a bit about taking action. That's really important. But in terms of the the learning from nature, the kind of middle stage, um, which is really the the core of what Think Like a Tree is all about um, and probably differentiates itself from a lot of other kind of nature-based practices, Um, And so if you take trauma, for example, then nature has a huge amount of lessons and wisdom about um, recovering from trauma. And the really interesting thing is that um, when you look at um, there's a there's a group of like resilience principles that I have in in the book. There's a whole a whole group of those principles. And um, what nature does is doesn't just kind of come back to a place where it was before after a, a trauma of say a forest fire or a um, you know a, a, having um, you know animals co- large herbivores come through and kind of knock over trees and browse them. It what nature does is, is takes that as a, as an opportunity for for something to create something new. Um, and obviously, like when we look at psychology, there's that the concept of post-traumatic growth. But if we just go out into the woods, then we then we see that, you know, we you, you can see where uh, a, a tree has been cut or a branch has fallen and then the, the sprouts are regrowing. Um, we you know, we can we can see if there's a forest fire that that. The, the, there are some seeds that have lain dormant waiting for their opportunity for growth that never would have happened had it not been for that fire. So, um, you know, we, we've got this, um, it, some people call it a metaphor, but I don't like using that word because I actually think that we are, because we are nature, it's actually like an evolutionary part of us in the same way as it's an evolutionary part of a forest. And it's hugely inspiring to think, you know, let's one of the natural principles creatively respond to change. Um, And these these natural principles, when people come on the courses and, you know, read the book, then they're they're there to access like every day. Um, And so if you're having a bad day, you can pick open the book and think okay so which principle do I need today maybe take that opportunity to go out and find it you know to go for a walk in your local park and find that principle so you can just say yeah hey yeah I get you I know what you're talking about um but also when there's a you're faced with a really big life challenge then that's when you can you know gather together these principles and I mean one one example is uh, you know, what a lot of people did with, with COVID, for example, when we had the lockdowns, you know, I had a whole year of, of courses planned to be delivered at our beautiful local community woodland here. And then 
we literally myself and some of the other facilitators um, sat down and, and said, right, creatively respond to change principle. What, what do we do? Okay, so can, can, we, can we create an online version? And um, we create an online version thinking it was going to be, uh, you know, like a, a, a means for those people who had book, been booked on the course to access it, which was fantastic. But what we found, we had people showing up from Japan at four o'clock in the morning, in their four o'clock in the morning, or Australia and America, you know, so, so it was this, these new opportunities that, you know, we, we hadn't actually planned for, but just came out of this really, really, you know, terrible situation. So, you know, that's just, that's just one example of many. And I guess in that example, I guess you're talking about me because that's how I was able to attend my very first course that you put on. And it was because it was on a, a Sunday morning and um, I was able to attend and I didn't have to travel. And I was like, oh, yes, I can actually, I can do this in a way that is helpful and it fits in my life. And then the possibilities are endless. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's something that I've carried on, actually, you know, so, so I've got webinars coming up. And I just realized that, that that is now really part of our lives to have that online um, presence. So, you know, we, we're adopting now a hybrid approach. So some of the courses are online, some of them are now in person, because it is lovely to come to the woods. And, you know, you're coming in August, you, you'll see it. It's just a lovely, lovely space. And, um but the, you know there, there there is definitely that that part of our lives that that needs still that online um, approach. So yeah, let's let's do both. Yeah, I want to circle back to something you said because it reminds me of my my process of coming to thinking about trees as well. It's it's like when you said um, taking that theory and applying it to real life. And I always found that one of the reasons I started thinking about like be like a tree was I would go for a walk and I'd be thinking about my studies, I'd be thinking about my clients, and I'd have a physical representation of the thing that I was thinking about. And I started to notice these little glimmers of like knowledge and wisdom around me. And and, and it's like, Ricky said about um, noticing the trees and how they give to new seedlings or kind of noticing that, you know, I remember seeing a tree, uh, clee, uh, tree like on the edge of a little cliff and like living through this little adversity and me sitting there like, how, how even is it surviving? Like, what is it doing to have to do that? And goodness me, like, what can I take from this moment? And so it, it's like your, your principles help us to take that intuitive knowledge and make it into something concrete. I've- Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think um, that, like you say, it is intuitive. It's in all of us. I'm, I, I'm not saying anything new here. You know, this, this is um, I'm, I'm, I'm maybe saying it in a new way, in a way that's perhaps clearer for, you know, our western audience but you know this this is in everything from our hunter-gatherer ancestors to indigenous wisdom around the world you see these principles repeated in in indigenous um peoples all over uh, that it's also in ancient religions um like taoism and 
Buddhism, you know, there are elements in there as well. So that this is, and it's also just how we would have lived, you know, until pre pre agriculture. But then even, you know, our lives have changed so much. Even just in in my lifetime, there's been huge changes. So um, it's it's kind of coming back to that innate wisdom. And I think that's why I love talking to people like yourself and you know other people who come to me who say. Yeah, I was I, w- I was thinking about this myself out in the woods, but but I didn't but I didn't realize there were like other people thinking the same way and and writing about it and that kind of thing. So it's always really exciting to find people who've who've come to it in their own way, and then we kind of join up and and what I like to to do as well is kind of think about. They think like a tree facilitators and the people that come on courses and the people that read books as kind of like a mycelial network. Um, and we're, we're all kind of so. So, I mean, I know you you know what this is, but in case anybody listening doesn't know what a mycelial network is like trees communicate, they talk to each other, they share, they share their nutrients and water and, um, you know, kind of help ward against pests and diseases but they do this via this this relationship with fungi um underground and i love that idea that we're kind of like these networks and and we we kind of energy and yeah energy kind of just flows within the network to where it's kind of being needed and most um most likely to create these kind of emergent properties and and new life really yeah um and it's making me think about again myself and my journey and I remember having like moments of conversations with friends and family members and thinking one and telling them one day I'm gonna write a book about be like a tree seriously ask my mom we're walking on a beach in Spain and I'm like talking to her about some of the things I want to do in terms of programs in my future and you know getting her all excited and saying you know just think about it think like a tree and and then one day I was like okay I need to start this and I googled and I came across Sarah's book and let me tell you everybody my ego was upset no let me tell you (laughs) I was mad I was so mad I was like oh someone's done it before and at first I was like I don't even want to read it I, I just can't do it um, then I got over my immaturity and I had a moment of like reflection and I really thought about it and I'm so glad I did because it, it's something about reading it and being like yes actually this is fantastic yeah I might have new ideas to add but look at how much Sarah has done and it's so helpful and it's so digestible and has so many activities and I'm not alone and it was almost like this moment of realizing oh my gosh, there are people out there like me and also people like me who might be interested in it. And so it reminds me of that, that sense of community and connection and how like sharing of knowledge, sharing of wisdom, that is actually the part of life. It was my Mm -hmm. ego, my my, uh, competitiveness, that sense of like drive in me that would have sabotaged it or potentially made me not do it potentially stop me from being able to reach out and be able to fully accept the knowledge 
and yet now I yeah. use your work all the time. Yeah, it's really it's really interesting. I mean, that, that's like really fantastic to hear you be so honest about that because actually that that is for so many people that is like that first reaction um when we come across something that yeah that that's kind of and that is just that is due to the the mindset of the culture that we are brought up in this culture that of competition this culture of um yeah, kind of that the, there's a fixed pie and that somehow if I've got a bit of the pie already, that, that there's not enough pie for you. And it's, abs- you know, it's, it's, abs- it's a, a mindset that is just drummed into us in, in the way that, we, that we're brought up, the way that we've got like, um, you know, run businesses, the, the economy, our societies. And yet it's not what we see in nature. So, you know, to to hear you sort of having gone on that kind of evolutionary journey, if you like, from, from that sort of scarcity thinking into that abundance thinking. And that, you know, I just love it when people take my work and then kind of build on it. Cause that's, that's all I've done for, from other people, you know, um, sort of standing on the shoulders of all of these people who've, who've written and worked on this before. And the idea that other people come along and, and then kind of take that and, and then, take it off into a different direction that's that's kind of an an emergent property that we see in nature Um, and we see you know because because we are we're living beings as well when humans come together you know there's there's you and there's me but there's also this relationship between us and you know and that that can be a relationship when we actually like speak like we are, but it could also be a relationship that we don't even know each other, but we're connected through this writing or whatever it is. Um, and but then you get these emergent properties because we are a living system, and then think you know that that bringing in your your you know your knowledge and experience with with psychology and trauma which is, you know, is not my, I've read a lot about it, but that's not my background and training, you know, that, that is so exciting that, that the work could be taken off into a different direction. And that, and that's what's happened with the thing like a tree facilitators that have come on board. So it, interestingly, like we've got JK in the network who uh, is uh, a, a leadership and uh, a business consultant and um, she and I have then developed a program for businesses called Think Like a Forest. Now, that wouldn't have happened had it not been for, you know, kind of she actually was had a very similar journey to it as you did. She Googled, I yeah. need to think like a tree. And then I popped up. So very, very similar to, to what you did, really. So, you know, it's again, somebody else who was sitting out there thinking, you know, I've got these ideas. I don't know if anybody else is thinking them as well. And then, you know, we, we, we found each other and then out of it comes this kind of um, amazing new program that we, we, we ran for the first time in, in May. And now we're running again in, in October for businesses to come along and learn about how businesses are ecosystems. And there are sort of 10 core strands of these ecosystems that makes, make them successful and then regenerative businesses are now really learning from that in terms of thinking how can they 
um, how can they make their business more regenerative for the planet? But what we find is when we put in place the right things for that work in terms of the planet and how ecosystems work in nature, they also work for the people and they also work for the profit as well. So, you know, we're, we're ticking all the boxes there rather than this just really narrow machine-like view of, of businesses um, and people, how, you know, that we've got at the moment. That's fantastic. And it, I guess what I'm hearing is this sense of, shared differences and shared connectedness, shared sameness. So we're unique, but also the same at the same time. Yeah, that's it. And, and val- you know, two, two of the, the natural principles are value your uniqueness and value diversity. And, and I think that that what nature does with in terms of diversity is actually say, yeah, the more diversity we've got, the better. Um, it, it isn't some like tick box box exercise of oh we have to do this to to meet our diversity you know kind of obligations or something it's actually hey yay diversity in every type of of ideas of people of of the of ways of thinking you know backgrounds whatever it is we've got this real um embracing of diversity and then of course you get these new ideas and these kind of looking at things from different perspectives and you bring two totally different people together and come up with something that you never otherwise could have possibly come up with. And it's, it's really exciting. It's really creative. Um, And so, you know, the more people that can embrace that in their own lives and, and companies as well. And I think also, you know, in our own lives, we, that value unique, your uniqueness principle is something that, so many people are um, unable to see the value in their own uniqueness. And I think when um, we have to start with that, really, we have to start with the, the, the work that we need to do internally to, um, to value ourselves, to accept ourselves, uh, to, you know, accept that we are you know, we might have done things that we, we, we might have done differently another time. But, you know, all of this complexity of being a human, but we can still have that sort of self-compassion. Um, and, yeah, nature can really show us an awful lot about that, that initial sort of acceptance and then moving forwards to, to kind of what, how we then show up in the world. Yeah. Okay, we only have time for one final question, and I'm trying to make it a good one. I'm trying to think. <laughs> Here we go. I'm looking at Sarah's beautiful background. So she has a, a picture up of all of these beautiful trees and some woodlands. And I'm just thinking, Sarah, if you could put in mind the last tree that you saw, you know, what wisdom would it want? to share with us today? Well, um, I went to the beautiful Melbourne Hall Gardens yesterday with a friend and we stood in this circle of, of lime trees. And it was really interesting because these lime trees were really, really healthy. And I don't know if you know lime trees. You can, um, I'm not talking about limes as in the, the fruit. I'm talking about like the na- British native limes with kind of big round leaves. Oh, yes. And 
they are you you often see them by the side of the road and they've been pollarded so they've been cut back and then they sprout this massive lovely fresh green growth and this circle of lime trees had had done that and but but as we stood inside the circle a lot of the trees were actually hollow it was absolutely incredible they were really healthy had this lovely lovely green growth but but somehow, um, you know, the, the insides had, uh, had been hollowed out and there were loads of there was loads of life living in them as well. So we got all these insects and you know, beetles and things that had, had made this this hollow their home. So, you know, so on the one hand, you've got this, uh, you know, this, this this trauma for the tree, but it's harboring all this new life. But then also you've got the the fresh growth alongside these gaping wounds and it was just like mind-blowing we stood for ages and ages going whoa this is this is really like profound and and I think you know if if you obviously your your work is is about trauma and one of the one of the things about trauma is that when you look at that tree that the hole is already always going to be there uh-huh so sometimes when you're healing from trauma, the, the, the trauma, the bereavement, for example, you know, it, it's, it's never going to be eliminated because you've always lost that person. Uh, but, but the idea that you can have like this fresh green growth at, at the margins and going off and shooting off in new directions I think, you know, means that you don't have to keep, stay stuck in, in that bereavement. That doesn't have to be like the whole of you. Um, and so that, yeah, that was like a really wonderful. And to be, they were, it was a circle of these, of these lime trees. So to stand within the middle of a circle of trees, there's something really, really powerful about that always, I think. Yeah. Wow. And I'm just imagining what that might feel like and be like in my mind. Thank you. Well, yeah. thank thank you so much. I've like really, really enjoyed chatting to you and uh, so, so pleased that you, that you found me. Yeah, um, me too. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. Thank you listeners for being here with us. And remember, stay rooted, stand tall, breathe and be like a tree. Because you're free. To be alone.